Hello and welcome to Touchline from myself, Kasper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Kas, nice being back. Yeah, definitely. After a couple of weeks that um, we actually couldn't have um, Touchline on air, we are very privileged to be back. For sure. Um, Mark, quite a bit to go through this this evening. Um, we uh, we've got some school schoolboy rugby, some good games played over the Easter weekend. Yeah. Um, we've got Varsity Cup, URC, and then some club rugby, some decent club rugby that was also played. Um, wonderful to see everybody back on the field. Um, wonderful to see from schoolboy rugby right through to URC that everybody's involved now. No, definitely. If you just, I mean, we've been watching URC and Curry Cup and all of that for a while. Yeah. But it's nice to see the, the youngsters at schools getting yes. the opportunity and even more so with all the Easter festivals happening. That yes. we haven't had in two, three seasons. Some big schools that, um, that participated in some of the, some of the festivals, um, there's only four festivals that I just want to highlight here. And the first one is Kes, um, King Edward School in Johannesburg. They had some big names playing there as well and, and some good, good rugby being played, um, some big scores and some tight games, very tight yeah. games and um, good rugby to watch. And, and good to see that the boys, after two years of almost no rugby, actually playing some good, decent rugby. No, for sure. And, and yet again, just coming back to that, the, the opportunity that these youngsters have had, I think they were all, not were all, they're still like that, they're all hungry to, to participate in yes. tournaments. And then obviously to put their hands up for Craven Week, you know, so that we haven't seen in a while either. And uh, it's just nice that all these schools uh, make festivals like this available for them. Uh, and they're nice to see that there's some uh, some teams that travelled quite quite vast distances, um, like Durbanville, uh, participating in Case yep. Day uh, or the Case Weekend, um, and, and and some decent rugby that that was played. Queens College also participated there. Um, then also another one that was St Sidians that um, that hosted quite a, a number of big schools like Bishop and Grey High. Uh, Maritzburg College. I mean, it's some good rugby that's been played yeah. there as well. No, definitely. And as I said, similar to to the rest, you know, they they had some schools participating from all over the province. All yes. all the schools that hosted had that privilege to get and welcome the guys from, back from all over the country. Yeah, yeah some, I said province. Yes, my yeah, apologies. Some, yes, some, from some, the country. From all <laughs> over the country. Yeah, and and really some good rugby played and. You could see the coaches as well. They all hyped up and, and, and ready to go, and they just wanted to get the boys out there and see what they can do. Yeah, um, if you look at a, a Michael House that played Sincidians at a 36-3, um, unfortunately to Sincidians, uh, Michael, Michael House playing some good rugby, um, decent, good good players in that side. Yeah, definitely, and obviously um, the Durban-based clubs that, or schools that went and played over there um, I think they're all. But what is what is what is great about these festivals? You know, you play over a period of three days. Yes. Um, so you play at least three games, yeah. and then some you win, some you lose. You know, so um, there were some close games, and I think a few upsets here and there as well. You know, so they were. I mean, if you look at Maritzburg College, thirty-six against Grey High, um, yeah. which was a surprise to me. Uh, but Michael House did did very well in this in this tournament. Um, they won all three of their games. Yeah. Uh, Quite handsomely. It's it's just um, the Maritzburg College Michael House was a 33, 32 
It was like a local derby. It's a local derby. Played away from home. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. And then St. John's. St. John's also had some good good schools there. Um, They had uh, Boerland Lundbo there. A couple of good ones. They had Alliance Invitational site, um, which also played some very, very good rugby. They had Ralcom Jim. Paul Roos. Paul Roos. Paul Boys High. So some some quality schools there. Quality, quality schools and quality schoolboy rugby that was played. And I think it's... It's it's brilliant to see this kind of initiative from so many different schools yeah. over the Easter weekend to actually get all these schools together. And then obviously hats off to the schools that actually made the effort to to come and, and, and participate in these schools. I no, mean, definitely. It it would have costed an arm and a leg to get all these boys there where they where they needed to be and to host them and and feed them and house them and so hats off to all the schools that made it happen. Oh, for sure, and other than the cost involved in that, you know, the hosting schools, there's so much logistics that need yes. to take place. It's not, a, it's not a thing that you organise over a week. You know, you're looking at referees, you're looking at medics, you're looking at accommodation, you know, and so on and so forth. And then, obviously, then in, in KZN, we had the Kuzni Festival. Yes. And uh, hats off to them for, for hosting it. You know, basically in the same week with even, all the floods. Yeah, even more so to the schools that actually took the chance of bringing those boys to the, the yeah. disastrous um, Natal region and Durban yeah. region to actually participate. And, and I mean, they played in, in, in rain almost the whole Every weekend day. through. Yeah. Um, but some good rugby as well. If we talk about uh, Pretoria boys um, versus uh, Marlow, Pretoria winning that one 21-10 against yeah. Marlow. Waterkloof against um, uh, Noordkop. Northern Cape, uh, Waterkloof beating them 27-7. I mean, there's some brilliant, brilliant rugby. And then our own Durban High School, school, Durban High School against um, Dr. Eche Janssen, which is one of the top schools in the country as well. Um, And DHS walking away with a 2015 win there. I think the the biggest surprise was uh, when DHS and Monument played. Yes, um, you know, but they're well done to to all the all the Durban schools um, participating in that, and and all the Ronnie, big Ron, yeah. Ronnie Ace, well done to you guys. Yes, he's so definitely. passionate, and 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 you know, and he's back at DHS now, and they've actually done very well. And but you know, we've had we had a few go, a few teams playing there, uh, like Westville, Boys Eye, um, you know, and they they've got a few new coaches there. We've got. Zander uh, Erasmus, that left Kisvach school here on the south coast to join Westville. And um, it's just great to see, great to see all these teams participating. And it's nice to see the, the all the schools doing well, but the so-called lesser to the higher schools, if it yeah. makes sense what I'm saying, they put their hands up, you know. So, yeah, two schools. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, adds off to everybody, the quality of rugby, I mean, we were talking about it, and, and we spoke about it a couple of times, um, about the quality. What would the quality of rugby mm. be when schoolboy rugby starts up again? And, and looking at these Easter festivals, um, it just shows the quality of rugby is still there. Um, obviously, hard work behind the scenes yeah. for the coaches to get these boys to, to actually play. We must also just remember that the boys that played here now for two years didn't have any rugby, yeah. and they were... Um, the underage groups when when COVID struck yep. 
And now they've got to play first team rugby. That's um, and and the quality that came out, yeah, is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, definitely, and some some big scores, you know. So and yes. yet again, well done. And just to to reiterate to Kuzni for making yes. it happen after all the rains and so on and so forth. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be back at school now to see what that field looks like <laughs> after fielding all these teams. I don't over want to a be weekend. a groundsman now. But uh, no, well done to all the schools and, yes. and all the all the teams that participated throughout South Africa. And even the schools that we haven't uh, mentioned today, um, hats off to you guys as well. We have seen some of your scores in the schools that played yep. there and very well done. Um, I think it's a, it's a feather in the South African cap to see that South, South African schoolboy rugby is up and running and of very high quality. Yeah, no, definitely. Then, Mark, just a quick um, rapid-fire questionnaire. Can I throw you <laughs> oh under the bus gosh. here? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, let's go. I don't know let's what go. you're going to ask me. Next time, just okay. send it to me so I can do my thing. <laughs> Your first car? My first car? Yeah. Uh, Opel Cadet. Opel Cadet. What do you drive now? Uh, Nissan. Bucky. Nissan Bucky. Yeah. Pizza or pasta? Definitely pasta. Why not pizza? Nah. 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 Okay, Italian food is better than... Food you absolutely do not welcome on your plate. Wow. I'm not actually fussy when it comes to that, so... There um, must be one thing that you don't like. Come on. Not really. Best holiday destination? Cape Town. Cape Town? Cape Town. Why not Mums and Toti? Because it feels like you're on holiday. That's where we stay. So no, Dream Cape job Town. when you were little? Dream job? Yes. A vet. A vet? Veterinary. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. Moment on the field you'll rather forget. Okay, so this happened a few years ago when I was coaching the Sharks under 18 side. And as you know, coaches aren't allowed to get involved in fights. Yeah. So um, I didn't get involved in the fight, by the way, <laughs> if you just put it out there. Uh, so the players got involved in a fight, but they took it off the field. And then I tried to get involved to stop them. And I was nearly punched, and then I got a yellow card for getting involved. <laughs> that was my... First you tournament should, as well. You should have known that. I've actually had a better one than that, but yeah, we'll leave that for later. We'll leave that for later. <laughs> Favourite book? Favourite book? Is that a real question? It's a real question. Favourite book? Come, our, you must read something. Our Toti rugby book. Yes. The heart well of the done, Terriers. Mark. 10 out of 10 for that Thank answer. you. You want to ask that question again? Career highlight. <laughs> Career highlight? Yes. Coaching. Being appointed? Nah. Coaching rugby. That's Coaching rugby. I like being involved in coaching rugby. Not being the head coach at Toti. That's AI, I like. Okay, cool. But yeah. Thank you. Now, let's move on to some varsity. That was very quick. <laughs> varsity <laughs> Cup. Yeah, but I've got to stop you. Otherwise, we'll stay here for the whole night. Okay. Varsity Cup. Yeah. Um, varsity Cup games played. The last couple of games that were played. Ikes versus Martis. Shimla's Tucks. Those Some were the games. semifinals. Those yeah. were the semifinals. Some good games there. Yep, definitely. And, uh, you know, the Ikes, Marty's one is obviously uh, was a yep. local derby. Um, and I think we spoke about this before to say Marty's wasn't really on fire throughout the tournament, but they definitely took it to that semifinal. <laughs> if you look at that score of 58 19. Yeah. And uh, well deserved. I think they're uh, going to do well. It was a good game. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Marty Stuck's currently playing. Correct. Yeah. 
Can't wait to see that score. Yeah, we will. Uh... And then just just talk about the Shimla's game, the Shimla's Tuckies game. Shimla's, we we spoke about Shimla so many times about Shimla's coming to the fore now, and they they were like hot and cold throughout the the season. Throughout started the started well. Yeah. They started well, but then they were like hot and cold, and um, we actually thought that they might get through the the semis into the final, and then um, Tuckies in Bloemfontein went and upset the, upset the apple cart there. Yeah, so, you know, knowing Swayce the brain and, and, and our coaches, and they would have been prepared. Um, but we, we did speak about this to say, um, you know, both Martys and Tukkies have yes. been in the finals and semifinals for many, many, many years. Um, Shimlas have now started curving upwards curving again. Up. So they've, they've had a phenomenal season. I mean, the way they started yes. and that maybe, maybe it's just a step too far. Um, Tukkies, it wasn't a great game to watch, uh, that specific semi-final. It was very tight and close and, and whatever. And I think Tukkies, just the way they managed it, and they obviously used their opportunities. Yeah. And unfortunately for Shimlas, but Shimlas will be back, definitely. They've, they've, they now know that they can do it. They know that they can play well. I mean, they, in, the, in, the, in the beginning, they gave Marty's a hiding. So they can do it. So unfortunately, have you had any? Have you had a peep at the at the game currently playing? No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately, and hopefully, prediction there. Um, I definitely think Martis will do it, and hopefully, we can uh, before the show ends, we can tell you guys what the score was. Uh, hopefully, let's let's have a look and see. Um, then uh, moving on to some URC, the URC quite. Um, Intense at the moment. Um, our local team's doing very well at the moment. Uh, we had a couple of weekends now in a row where we had four out of four. Unfortunately, this this weekend past, we only had a three out of four. Um, the it's Lions, a pass rate. Yeah, it's still a pass <laughs> rate. The Lions getting stuck there. Um, narrowly, but, though. Narrowly. Narrowly. They, yeah, no, uh, they did could have well. gone they either way. Well. Um, your... Your thoughts on the games? If we can start with a with a Stormers um, Glasgow game. Well, that specific game, um, especially in the first five to ten minutes, and that I thought it was going to be a long day for yeah. for the Stormers. I think um, Glasgow Warriors actually did very well, uh, obviously scoring first. But I think when the, when the Stormers finally managed to get over the whitewash, I think that just turned on the switch and uh, they just started playing, and. What was good about that, many, many players put their hands up and we spoke about it a few weeks ago about the Springbok camps that were that were arranged over the last two weekends and that where certain players hadn't been involved yeah. and um, it's all over the news. I mean, a guy like Ivan Ruiz put his hand up and he said, you cannot leave me out. Yeah, but once again, um, I think you and I spoke about it um, last week somewhere that um, we got to give... Um, Ninova and Erasmus a fair chance to yeah. pick their players to, to look at certain players I think a, a, a guy like Evan Rus um, has proven himself in any case yep. why, why do you want to invite him to, to a camp to come and prove himself if he's already proven himself he is one of the best eighth men in the, in the country sure. at the moment everybody knows that so I think my personal opinion and this is my opinion is that they've invited guys that they want to have a look at that they that they want to work with and that they want to see what they can do. Mm. Ivan Rus stands out and he's and he's there. So so why do you want to do that? Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately he wasn't. 
He wasn't um, asked to come. He wasn't invited. So. Well, Rashi Erasmus went on Twitter and congratulated him. Since that's how you prove yourself. So hundred percent. But exactly you know, my point. So, no, perfect. Um, if we can carry on with the with the South African games, the Bulls Benetton game. Yeah, look, that uh, that could have um, sparked the Bulls to play well because obviously the Bulls lost to Benetton in the finals last year in Italy. Yes. Um, we all thought it was going to be a tough game, uh, yeah, in South Africa, um, which it was. I mean, if you if you if you look at the scoreline and that, um, you know, the Bulls, I won't say ran away with it, but it was a comfortable win for yes. them. And Benetton definitely didn't sit back, but it was it wasn't it wasn't a difficult game, put it that way, for for the Bulls. And we know they're starting to hit form. Um, they they they're peaking at the right time for now. Um, so, but they still slightly behind. There's still a bit of work for them to do to make sure that they get into the playoffs. So they know, and another week or so, then they go back to Europe. So this is the time to produce. Yeah, we 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 spoke about the the European sites that didn't tour well in South Africa. Yep. None of them. I mean, even the top the top teams didn't tour well in South Africa. Um, yes, we could say that. The first couple of games, they didn't have their Six Nation players or mm-hmm. their, their national players in mm-hmm. the side. And then thereafter, they didn't send those guys, although they had them available. And we could we could go through all of these excuses. Mm-hmm. and um, But still, they didn't travel well. What would you put that to? Why why didn't they travel well in, in South Africa? Look, it's, it's very difficult to say. I mean, different, different uh, coaches and provinces and in their case clubs as they call it uh, train differently and they set different targets and I look at Leinster and we'll get to that just now. Yeah. Leinster brought the understrength side because they target certain other things you know so so I think it differs. Similar to South Africa in the beginning when we went on tour the first four games it was foreign to us we didn't know what to expect the players that had gone on international duty before knew what was what was going on, but you don't. I mean, in our case, some of some of our teams hadn't analysed the opposition either because you don't know of them and so forth. And I think it's the same. A lot of these teams, when they come, they go and play the lines for arguments. Like at altitude, they would never have experienced that before. You know, so I think there's a, there's a few things that take place um, depending on when they fly into the country, how long they've been here. So a lot of times, you only have a day or two to prepare, and then you need to play. Just something that um, that I thought of now. We we spoke about the um, artificial surfaces that they played on in, in also Europe. Also makes a difference. Um, and now suddenly those guys, the European teams, got um, used to those artificial surface surfaces, and now they're coming to South mm. Africa and they need mm. to play on grass. And, and and grass we all know underfoot, mm. um, especially in Durban, um, is quite soft. Um, it gives way quite easily, so the scrums become difficult. Um, the running conditions are, are, are more difficult. You haven't got that firm underfoot. Okay. Um, you think that plays a, a part? Uh, it would definitely. I mean, when we went overseas, we had to adapt to, to playing on synthetic grass. Right. So, um, and that was one of the things. I mean, Jake White was very vocal about that when, when yeah. they went overseas. So definitely, I mean, they even spoke about, I think it was uh, a host that, that injured his knee because his foot got stuck, yes. according to them now, and that wouldn't happen on normal grass. So it definitely, ch- it's like playing hockey on 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 grass and then going into astroturf. It's a massive difference. Um, but yeah, I, I think in the professional era, and you rightfully so said that it's not an excuse. Yeah. 
it is like that. And the teams that are playing teams battling or that bring under strength teams here, the local sides then need to take advantage of that. And I think that's what we've done. Let's go to the Lions um, Canark game. Um, Lions 30, Canark 33. Uh, your, your thoughts? Yeah, sadly so. I mean, the Lions, look, they'll take it. Obviously, they got a bonus point out of that or two. Um, I think it's a game that they would have targeted as well, being on the up. Um, and they've won quite a few games now. Uh, they would have targeted that one to say they're going on tour one of these days. They need to beat them. Yeah. And the Lions obviously came back quite well in that game because they were out of it in the beginning. Yeah, they went down 14-0. Correct, right quickly. off the bat. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's sad for them. But, you know, if you lose and you take a bonus point or two out of it, it's yeah. great. But to lose at home, it's a bitter pull to swallow. And, and the Lions actually did well up until now. I mean, they yeah, had yeah. three out of three. No, they've, uh, they've, three games in a row, and now they, they lost this one narrowly. Um, and I think they could have they could have taken this one. You know, if, if we go back, uh, I don't know, about 10 episodes or 15 episodes where we had Ricardo Lopes in studio and we spoke to him actually from Europe, um, he also said new coaching staff, new structures, and they started believing and developing and, and so on and so forth. And the first game that they played in Europe, they won. They were the only South yes. African team to win. And then we thought, okay, here we are. Although they played against one of the, the weaker sides if with respect yeah. to them. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's as if the wheels fell off, you know, not massively, but there was a little bit of a dip. And, um, you know, what he spoke then compared to now, is actually it started playing its part now. Yes. And, uh, you know, this was, this was a, I mean, Connacht is a, is a, is a great side. So, um, you know, absolutely nothing wrong with that, especially when you look at where the lines are and how they started turning around. And we will still see them play. Obviously, they're out of the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah. But they will still do a few of the South African franchises favours going forward, definitely. And then our big one, yeah, Sharks, Leinster. I mean, a lot of people didn't give the Sharks a chance to beat Leinster at home. Um, they thought that Leinster's going to be way too strong. Yeah, look, I think I think uh, if we speak to to Sean Everett, he'll take it. Obviously, every coach will take a take a win like that, especially against a quality team like like Leinster. I did speak to Sean, and he says his nerves are shot. <laughs> yeah, he no, hasn't no. got nerves left, no, especially in that last minute. But but. You know, if you have to have, have him in studio now and analyse it, I mean, we'll all, as coaches, we'll all take the win. That's just yes, a quality sure. side like yep. that as well. Um, a win like that pushed us right up to third position on the log. Um, so there's many positives that came out of it. The concern, however, is that they left so many of their players at home. And at times, and I think this is part of where the Sharks are, I mean, we've played some phenomenal rugby in patches. And then we do whatever we do and maybe lose concentration or whatever the case might be is and allow them back in and do silly things and game management and so on and so forth. I mean, we gave away some silly penalties at a yes. stage, you know, so all those little things cost you against a great side like Leinster. I mean, they're not Europe's top side for, for no reason. Um, they proved it. They came here with the understrength side and they pushed us right to the wire and, and hats off to the Sharks for wanting to win that game Right at the end, they defended like Trojans to, to keep Leinster out, you know. And, and Leinster knew 
senseless. I mean, they gave away two or three penalties in that same time. It's senseless going to polls because the game is done. They've already got a bonus point. They kept on hammering away, kept on hammering away, and ultimately the Sharks won the turnover and won the game. So that in itself um, would give them great confidence. Um, but as, as Jake White said, it's an unfair ball game because they come down here with the understanding side, playing the Sharks this weekend, Stormers next weekend, and then the Bulls take them on in Ireland the week after that with a full-strength side. You know? But that's the nature of the beast. Um, you take it as it comes, but when that happens, you need to make sure you get maximum well, points. Jake just need to make sure that he's got a full-strength side. And yeah, and, no, I, and, and, and with everything, I mean, when if, if whoever goes to the finals will be playing with their full-strength sides. Yes. So, I mean, that's how you want to play rugby. You want to beat it the is. best with the best. And, you know, the Sharks, the Sharks have a quality side. I still believe that there's still lots of improvement there. And they, they themselves, when they hit their straps, whoever they're going to play uh, would be a great game because we haven't seen the best of the Sharks yet. Definitely not. Um, talking about the best of the Sharks, we were talking about it. Sharks taking on Glasgow Warriors on Friday night. Um, what do you think? Well, look, it's going to be another tough one. Um, but I think, uh, I think definitely think we can do it. You refer to... To the, the Bulls, Bulls, you mean? Bulls, Bulls so um, I think it's going to be another tough one. But as we've now seen, and I've referred to this over the last couple of weeks, Port Loftus, yeah. um, the Bulls will back themselves because they know, they know they have to take this one to stay in the hunt. Um, they're there and thereabout with regards to semi-final or playoffs, and uh, they need to keep winning. Lions Benetton? I think the Lions will take it. Um, Benetton, as we saw against the Bulls, won't lie down. Yeah. But I think the Lions have done enough to give them that motivation and to know that they can because they have been playing some quality rugby. Um, so I think the Lions will take it. And then Sharks, Benock? <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I think... Look, Sean, this one's for you. Yeah, Sean, I back you 150%. Yeah. Um, I think the Sharks will take it. But it's going to be another tester. But you know what you want, going into the playoffs, if, yeah. if we make it, which I believe we do, going into the playoffs, you want to play tough games. Yeah. You want to fight it out to know that you back your system, that you back the plans, back the structures, and fight to get in there. You don't want to make it easily because in the playoffs it's a different ball game. Then the odd kick or the odd bounce might, might do it for you. And then Stormers, Leinster? Now you've got to think carefully. Yeah, look, the Stormers are playing some phenomenal rugby. I mean, in the beginning of the URC, well, before the URC, everyone wrote them off. Yeah. Dobson has definitely made a couple of changes, whether it's a psychological change or whatever. Their back three are phenomenal players. Um, they know how to play. Damien Willems uh, all of a sudden is hitting his straps. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a good one. Having said that, Leinster, as we saw on Saturday, regardless of, of who they've brought down, they've, they've today just had another player joining them. Um, so they're not, they're not going to be easy. But if the, if the Stormers play the way they did, they will definitely take it. Do you think this is a chance for the, Stormers, uh, for the, for the Sharks now to, to jump the Stormers on the lock? Only if the Stormers lose. Only if the Stormers lose. Uh, but do you think Leinster is going to allow... No, I look. Two in a row. I think Leinster. They, I mean, they are quality side. They are. They are 
a, a proud side. So I don't think they would have taken the loss lightly. Their youngsters that have now come through, when I say that, they had a few internationals playing for them as well. Yeah. So it's not as if it's a, I know everyone is saying a B-side. <laughs> Their B-side is a quality first side, if it makes sense what I'm saying. I don't think any club so of this nature has I, I I think it's going to be a tough one, and the Stormers will not underestimate them for the simple reason that they pushed the Sharks right into the end. I mean, the, the Leinster was leading at one stage, and the Sharks had to fight and dig deep and whatever. So um, I think it's going to be a tough one, but uh, yeah, I don't know, but I'll give it to the Stormers. Give it to the Stormers, cool. Let's have a look and see. Um, then, try of the week. I think my person, for me personally, the try of the week was the um, the Lions game. Um, Kane uh, Prendergast, that try that he scored um, as a number six, hanging off, standing in position where he's supposed to be, waiting to defend, and then catching the defenders offside by coming back at, at them and running a perfect, perfect line to beat the Lions. Um, he beat two defenders to go over. Um, it's not really a, a flank forwards job to score tries, but the line that he ran, the vision that he had, the, the, the step inwards to, to take all the Lions um, or to get them on, 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 on the wrong foot was absolutely phenomenal to see how a flank forward can, can beat the back line like that. All I want to ask is who passed him the ball? Back line player. Back line player. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, player. 100%. Look, more often than not, more often than not, when you look at people that stand out as your wingers or whoever scores yes. the tries or, or uh, whatever the case with proper tackles or someone working, you don't often find your tight forwards or whatever getting man of the match for argument's sake. You know? and, and when you're talking about lines and pace and beating defenders and that, more often than not, it goes to a backline player, you know, yes. centres or wings or fullbacks or whatever, and one hundred percent. That's I'm the reason why I say that I picked this flank forward as the as the, the try of the week is because mm. your 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 centres and your wingers, that's their job. It's their job to to beat the defender. It's their job to run the line. It's their job to to go and score tries. That's what they're there for. That is what they practice. That is how they play. Flank forward's job is to go fetch the ball, to make sure that the ball's secured, that the ball's recycled and that the ball comes back. For this guy to go and run that line and to have the vision. And, I mean, he was he was in position to defend. He was in position where he's supposed to be to do his job, that he's normally. And he just had the vision to to change the line, to change his running direction and to, to beat the defenders. And he did it so cleanly. That it was absolutely brilliant to watch. No, 100%. And, and give them their due. You know, they don't often get the space. Yes. Um, they don't often have the pace to, to do that, you know, and, yeah. and, and the strength to go with that. So, um, yeah, no. no he, he, he just did a phenomenal job. I think that stood out for me uh, over the weekend and, and all the games in the week, over the weekend. was That one was absolutely brilliant. Then if we can move on to some club rugby... Um, the same as the schools, as we said in the beginning, all the clubs are back on the field. Um, absolutely brilliant to watch again. Um, very nice to see the clubs and also some big scores and some very tight games. Um, brilliant rugby being played. Unfortunately, in, in the Durban sub-union, a um, couple of games that didn't take place. Um, unfortunately, our game as well. Yep. We, 
had to ask to, to postpone the game due to, to wet fields and the fact that um, there's no training facilities now. Um, the fields are too yeah. wet. They're still waterlogged. They're still waterlogged as we speak. Um, so it's difficult to train. I know you had your guys running at the Civic Centre in the car yeah. park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it is what it is, you know, and you need to adapt to, to whatever you dealt with. Um, I know Crusaders, Durban North were also affected yeah. by that. And, uh, but it is what it is. So we haven't trained properly or at all, basically, for the last two weeks, you know. But yeah, that is how it is. But just thankful and grateful that Club Rugby is, is back on. And uh, it was those that did play on the weekend was actually enjoyed. It was good. Some good rugby, yeah. Um, in Boxburg, we had the uh, Boxburg Owls playing Vienachen. Um, Welcome played Crusaders Bloemfontein, which was a big, big score. Um, they come away with a 92-3 win there. Um, also, maybe you know players club rugby that didn't didn't yeah, play for yeah, for a long time. The players are are not quite on yeah. form, um, and you can see clubs that actually worked a little bit harder than the others. And scores like this will definitely be be on the cards. Um, but then you have games like. Um, Postmansburg playing Hartswater, 32-33 to, uh, yeah. uh, sorry, 32-31 to, to Hartswater. Um, close games, um, two small small clubs, small yeah. towns, yeah. but brilliant to see the guys on the field and, and no, thrash it out. No, that's, and that's what you want, you know. You want the guys to be back on there. Uh, you want the, the youngsters, the under-20s and, and that to, to start playing rugby again to, yes. to fill these teams, you know, so... I think in the last two years not having it, it's actually left a void. Yeah. So it's difficult. And then Pretoria Rugby Club and Louis Trichard, Pretoria walking away there yeah. with a 24-17 yeah. win. Brilliant to see that as well. It's, it's just phenomenal to see all the clubs back on the field. And then if we can come back home um, to all our clubs here in KZN, um, very well done to all of you that, that actually made it out and, and played. Um, it's brilliant to see the clubs back here. Uh, Premier League, we had two two games in the Premier League. Unfortunately, we didn't play. Um, Durban Collegians played against Richards Bay. Durban Collegians walking away with a 24-10 um, win there. And then uh, a big upset, a very big upset. Oh, it depends who you're talking to. Yeah, it depends <laughs> who you're talking to. I would just want to yeah, say to Jeff well Harper, don't, don't cry too long. Um, <laughs> carry on, your team won. Um uh, it was Durban uh, College Rovers versus uh, Westfield Old Boys. Westfield yeah. Old Boys walking away first game in the Premier League this yep. year. Yep, and and well done to Rob Scott and and Johan Stander and yep. the guys from Westfield Old Boys. Um, everyone everyone knew that Westfield Old Boys is a decent side, so yep. I don't think there there was any question about that. Um, Derek Heiberg obviously wouldn't be too happy with no, what happened. But there's a few things that one that one needs to have a look at here. And um, firstly, and it's not an excuse, and, and they wouldn't have used that as an excuse either. Um, and, and maybe we can just touch on it quickly after yeah. this. Um, the club rugby that took place a week ago in, in Pretoria that the Bulls arranged. Yes. Um, like an Easter festival type of thing, but a, but a week ago in the Easter. So it is like an Easter festival. But let's talk about it. I mean, okay. that... that, that, that Part of Rovers is part of this. Part yes. of Rovers is so, so, so. Let's talk about so it. So obviously the Bulls and and 
between um, Jake White and Strauss, obviously they had this vision yeah. of getting the Easter festival type of vibe back on. And they invited, I think it was 2019 because there was no club rugby taking place. Yes, so whoever won their respective leagues throughout South Africa yes. was invited to participate in, in, call it that Easter festival, whatever the tournament was called. College Rovers of, of Durban obviously was the champions then and they were invited to go up. So and it was the same week as the floods. Yes. So the Rovers left Durban late. So they arrived in Pretoria. They couldn't play their first game. Um, so their first game was, was obviously cancelled. Yeah. And then uh, they played on the Saturday. They played against Narka Bulls in the pouring rain. They lost that game. And on Monday, they played against Pretoria Harlequins and, and narrowly won that game. Then, obviously, they had to travel back on Monday. Um, they arrived here late Monday evening. Um, the Tuesday, because of the travelling and the playing and whatever, was basically like a flush-out session. And on Thursday was like a captain's, captain's run. So, and I'm not, I'm not defending it at all. I'm just saying one needs to put it into perspective. perspective yeah. Westville Old Boys... Rightful winners, there's absolutely no no two ways about it. But it does take its toll. Um, obviously, we, we we know how, how all the cogs work and, and the chemicals involved in all of that. Rovers have depth. They have they have a phenomenal club, phenomenal system. Um, but on the day, they weren't good enough. You know, they had, if you look at that game specifically, they had opportunity. Um but if everyone tells you from Westville Old Boys, there's one guy that stood out, Gavin Scott. Yes. He kicked them into submission. And uh, yeah, yeah the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Proof and and well pudding. done to them. You can't, yeah, you know, you can't change the scoreboard. Well it is what it is. And yeah. having said that, though, and, and, and well done to, to Gav, um, as far as I know, and I might, might be wrong here, Rovers outscored them three tries to one. Yes. It just shows you yet again... If your scoreboard management Kick is on point, yeah, and your kicks go over and you 100%. make the right decisions, regardless of how many tries you score, there's a possibility of you winning. And your forwards specifically, they want to see the ball, you know, the scoreboard ticking. So well done. And then obviously Westfield has now sent out that message to say we're not here just to make up the numbers. Yeah, and on the other side of it, I think um, Rovers is not definitely not going to underestimate no, no, any no. other side going forward in the season. Yeah, look, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they did underestimate them or not. I mean, they're a phenomenal club, but I can tell you, uh, if, if I was a coach, uh, obviously there's pride at stake here and you wouldn't want to lose and all of that, but I'd sooner lose my first game of the season and know where to fix and what to do than lose the last game and maybe get knocked out in something, you know. So so Ro Rovers will be back. They are a phenomenal side. So, um, yeah, well done to them. And then also, um, first division, uh, some good games played there. Hillcrest versus Harlequins. Hillcrest walking away there with a win, 28-5 yep. against Harlequins. Um, also some good rugby. Yeah, and, and, and well done to Harlequins. You know, they've, oh. they've just been promoted to, to the first division. Yes. So, um, uh, you know, I, I wasn't fortunate enough to see the game, but obviously it's different intensity levels. There's different, many things that, that could take place in that specific game. Um, Hillcrest is a is a quality side. They obviously also going through a through a change. They got change in personnel and yeah. you know so forth. But uh, first division isn't isn't the easy division either. You know so. Um, but well done to them and well done to Hillcrest. And then if we can talk about under twenties, um, Varsity College under twenties um, taking on the um, Southern KZN 
academy side. Yep. Under twenties, and they walk away there with a 56, 50 to six win. Um, I know Dougie Aralumbers was quite quite upset on Saturday <laughs> Saturday evening about it. Um, yeah. Couldn't believe it because the week before they did so well. Yeah. Um, they played brilliant rugby the week before, and then they came, but unstuck here. Yeah, look, Varsity College, uh, they, are, they are a good side. I mean, oh, they have had, they've had quality under 20s, and yeah. we're talking under 20 now, so yes, I'm not taking 20s. anything away from the seniors. No. But the under 20s have been have been good over the past few years, you know. So um, one thing that Dougie spoke about was consistency, yes. um, being up one week and down yeah. the other week. Obviously, we don't know what happened, but um, can't take it away. But I, I do agree. I mean, no team likes to lose by 50 um, it's it's not a good score line, regardless of what happens. Um, it will give Varsity College lots of lots of momentum and lots of belief, and then maybe just a question mark in, in Southern Natal rugby, yeah. you know, and and Port Shepston, and they would think South Coast Warriors would think, wow, maybe we must tweak there or tweak there. But early days, the season has oh, just started. We'll we'll follow this and see how it. Yeah, how no, it definitely over think, the next few. Weeks. I think it's going to become very interesting to see all these teams now. Um, develop and, and, and grow into this. Once again, I'm going to say the same as what we said with a, with a schoolboy rugby. Um, it hasn't happened for two years, so these guys all need to, to now get definitely. get back into it. Yeah, no, and then um, some third division, Queensborough playing Bafana, yeah? Queensborough walking away with a 25-5 win. Not Bafana, Bafana. Not or Bafana, Bafana. Bafana. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. yeah no, and, and, and well done to, to Queensborough. You know, so in, in, at their level... Um, they are also one of the, the leading clubs, and yeah. uh, the Fombolions have been part of Queensborough Rugby yes. Club for, for many, for many, many years. Yeah. And uh, well done, well, well done. done to them. Yeah. Very well done. Mark, and that's, um, that's it up with the, with the club rugby. Um, thank you very much. Um, just wonderful to see everybody back on the field, seeing everybody playing rugby yeah. again. Um, wonderful to be back and, and, and in full swing. I know you've got some serious challenges ahead that uh, you've got to deal with before we can get back on the field. Um, so all the best to you as well and all the best to all the teams and um, especially the Durban-based teams. Um, all the best. We'll, uh, we'll meet you on the field. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and always a pleasure being back and, and may, may rugby be the winners at the end of the day. That's why we all do this, what we do, and we, and we love it. So, um, yeah, and obviously Toti are playing Crusaders on Friday night. Yeah. And then Rovers are travelling to Reaches Bay Friday night. And that's going to be that's going to be, be a tough diff- one. That's going to be a tough so, one, yeah. Uh, and obviously Rovers, Rovers would want to turn the tables and Reaches Bay. I know they lost against Collegians on, on, on Friday night, but it wasn't a, a big score. I think they would have taken quite a bit out of that. And yeah. they're they waiting for Rovers. Uh, they had to travel to Durban. Correct. All the way to and, Durban. Yeah. And now... Rovers got to travel to, to Richards Bay and Richards Bay in Richards yep. Bay. Never an easy game. No, 100%. But Mark, thank you for that. Thank you very much. Um, thank you to the listeners for tuning in again. Really appreciate your time. Um, from myself, Kasper Els and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week.